On Tuesday, we found out that Robbie Ray will undergo surgery for his flexor injury and unfortunately miss the remainder of the 2023 season. So where do the Mariners go from here? Well, we have some ideas. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, April 28th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description of this episode. And on the show today, we're going to give you our thoughts on what the Mariners can do in the wake of Robbie Ray's season ending surgery. And if you're watching the show, you you know what the deal is, unless you've been living under a rock. Robbie Ray out for the season is flexor strain has turned into a much larger issue. Uh, it was discovered on Tuesday after he met with team doctors to determine if he could resume throwing down in Arizona. They s- discovered uh, significantly more damage in that throwing arm of his, and he is going to undergo season-ending surgery this week. Maybe he already has. I, I don't know. Uh, so let's start. We're, we're going to talk about what they could do via trade and all that stuff a little later on in the show, and I'm sure that's mostly what you are here for. But let's talk first about what this team or what this injury really means to this team, and then what the internal options are for them to address the absence of Robbie Ray. So let's start there, Colby. Yeah, uh, short term, nothing's changed really. Uh, even if Ray was able to throw, uh, you know, and he was going to start that next week, you're still probably looking at three to four weeks minimum before he's ready to pitch in a big league game. So really, as far as the next month or so goes, basically what you thought it was, you know, three days ago. So really not much has changed there. Uh, What does change now though, is obviously the approach to which the Mariners are going to take in filling this, this whole long-term, you know, which admittedly almost certainly has to come from outside the organization. It's just too much to ask for any of these guys to come in and be what you needed Robbie Ray to be, which was at least a number three starter. So uh, yeah, short term, really not much of a change. You're still going to roll with the same five guys, I would imagine. Uh, now, I don't think they should roll with Chris Flexen, but for the time being, it looks like that's what they're going to do. So uh, short term, this really doesn't change much beyond this season. It shouldn't change much. It sounds like Ray will almost certainly be ready to go by spring training uh, next year after he gets the surgery. So really, it's just, you know, essentially – how does this impact the Mariners from June until the end of the season, which is about the timeline we were hoping to have right back in. Uh, and it changes things obviously. Uh, and obviously, you know, we should also identify, or we should also recognize that this is a bit of a gut punch to the, to the clubhouse right now, because Robbie was, you know, their best pitcher in spring training. It looked like he was in for a big year. The velocity was up. The slider was sharper, just, great vibes around Robbie Ray and, and, you know, you're looking at the Mariners rotation. You're saying, wow, look one through four, we can beat anybody in baseball. And 
it took a big blow. And this is the first major injury that the Mariners have really faced in the last few years. I mean, I guess Mitch Haniger technically qualifies here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Murphy obviously had a major injury. Kyle but again, Lewis. Right, but Murphy and Lewis in particular, not not insignificant injuries, but not like you're counting on them to be like all-star quality to, and obviously right now expectations are higher than they were back then too. So just an overall, it's it's a blow to the dugout or to the clubhouse. It certainly is. Uh, It's a blow to the pitching staff for the rest of the year, but in the interim, not much has changed, um, you know, in, in the day to day uh, of how the Mariners are going to attack this thing. So we have a quote here from Jerry DePoto. This was yesterday morning on 710 Seattle sports. This is via Brandon Gustafson. Uh, one of the reporters over there at Seattle Sports, uh, quote, we do feel like we have the flexibility and personnel to be able to manage it along the way, and we'll likely do something a little more creative in how we want to solve it. So there's multiple ways that you can take that. To me, what that says is, hey, we can't make a trade right now, but we do feel like Tommy Malone, Darren McCacken, Chris Flexen is going to be enough of a bridge to get us to Brian Wu, Bryce Miller, Emerson Hancock, right. and then we're going to have to eventually make a trade. He also right. didn't dismiss the idea of a six-man rotation, which I don't really know how that fixes anything. It doesn't. So, yeah, it They're doesn't. They're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, you're you're replacing both Flexen and adding, you know, another rotation spot to get Bryce Miller and Brian Wu or you know, and Hancock, Hancock and Wu yeah. or yeah, yeah, whatever, maybe, but even then you're just taking the ball away from Castillo and, and Kirby and, and, and Gilbert. Moore, right. So, well, and the issue really is with, with all of these guys, right. With Miller, with Wu, with Hancock, a lot of these guys just don't have a ton of innings in professional baseball in right. general. And so you're, yep. they're going to be on pretty significant innings caps this year. So you're going to have, you're going right. to have to manage that over the course of the calendar year. You're going to have to, be conservative with those guys quite a bit. I mean, to be fair, Kirby was on a similar uh, pitch limit last year, and uh, they managed that really well, and he had plenty of ammo left. You know, he faded in September a little bit, but he was able to rebound pretty quickly in October. So I I feel like you can trust them to manage this pretty well. The Mariners are not going to put short-term gain over their long-term goals in this window. Mm. Um, but yeah, and Jerry's already said as much in regards to the trade thing, you know, he basically said nobody's trading right now. It doesn't make sense. Like we would have to so drastically overpay to get somebody to sell right now. It's not even remotely worth it. But the reason that I bring up the innings in in particular is because if you were talking about replacing Robbie Ray's spot in the rotation specifically, this is one of the great innings eaters in all of baseball. The guy who posts every single you know, every fifth day, right? You're not going to get that. The answer is not there with your prospects. So not from one guy guy at the least. So again, that's why maybe the idea of the six man rotation in terms of just, you keep flexing involved, but you also try to balance Wu and Hancock and, and uh, Miller in that spot where they're only going, you know, three, four innings, maybe those guys, maybe you have both of those guys up at some point and they piggyback one another. Who, who knows, but yeah. you, you're not going to get all of those innings back just from one guy within the organization, not from right. the prospects at least. So, yeah, I, I would say though that Bryce Miller last year threw 133 innings. 
it's not absurd to think that you can ask him to do 150 or 160 innings. That's kind of a natural progression. So Miller yeah. innings aren't going to be as big of an issue for Miller, but obviously with Wu and Hancock really just starting their first, well, I guess, yeah, really starting their first healthy full seasons since they yeah. were drafted, they're going to be limited much more. Um, one other thing worth noting and how they might attack this mentioned creativity. Uh, I think it was, it was either Jason Churchill, or Joe Doyle. I can't remember who it was. They, uh, they kind of plotted out uh, the starts for the rest, the, for the rest of the first half. And what they discovered is, is that there are a lot of opportunities to skip the number five spot in your rotation and keep everybody else on normal rest. And I, I think the, the final tally was, is that they should only have to use their fifth starter five or six more times between now and the all-star break, just mm -hmm. kind of the way the schedule broke out, which is obviously, you know, very, very nice if you're the Mariners. So if they want to skip, uh, you know, skip a flexing spot, uh, they're going to have some opportunities to do that, uh, right. you know, between now and the all-star break, which, which really is, is the time where significant trades become more likely. Scott Service also after the game a couple nights ago said, you know, we're we're reevaluating our pitching depth right now. Yeah. Have to. Any any idea what that specifically means though? No. Uh I don't really have much of an idea because I I think I I think you're kind of I mean, you have four guys that you trust, right? Right now, especially mm -hmm. right now with the way Marco's throwing. So it's kind of the fifth spot. Flexen's probably the guy you, you trust the most right now. So I, I don't know exactly what Scott could be talking about because, um, you know, Taylor Dollard seems like an obvious guy to call up. He's already in AAA, but he's been pretty rough this year. Uh, we know Miller has struggled, and, and he had a pretty nice outing his last time out. And Hancock was pretty good, but do you really want to jump Hancock to the big leagues right now? Same with Wu. So I think it's more about just kind of like, hey, what do we have at AAA? How do we attack this is there a thought that maybe we send brash down for two weeks three weeks and, and kind of get him back in the rotation which <laughs> uh, i, well, I say and that, that also and that also but potentially now subtracts is, from your bullpen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so now your bullpen is weaker so uh i think they're considering all of this uh jerry said today on like that right now they're still working through all the plans they're still talking to everybody and and they hope to have like a finalized plan of attack mm -hmm. uh, by tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, obviously, you know, this is big news and it kind of not exactly came out of nowhere, but it, it did seem like the Mariners really did think that they were going to get Ray back at some point this year and they're just not. So give them a couple days to kind of formulate a plan here. Uh, and I think we'll probably see multiple guys get these starts, get these, you know, like if, if hypothetically, let's say that they skip them a few times, blah, blah, blah. They skip race spot a few times. Uh, and let's just say they get, they need eight more starts between mm -hmm. now and the all-star break uh, from, from this, from the spot. I, I think we'll probably see two or three different guys get those starts. So teams are just not going to be willing to trade right now, but how soon realistically could we see the Mariners make a trade for a starting pitcher? We'll talk about that in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. 
Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. I bought my tickets for all three games of uh, this weekend series with the uh, Blue Jays and the Mariners through game time. It's a great app, so check it out for sure. All right, this is the uh, part of the show where we tell the fine folks what we got going on with our Feeding America fundraiser. We are recording this, of course, right after we did the post-game show for yesterday's game on Thursday or today for us. Uh, so not much has changed on that front for from our end. Maybe we've gotten a big donation since then. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And we're even closer to 16K, 17K, 18K, who knows. Uh, but right now, as we're recording this, we're at about $15,100 donated and uh, or a little over 150,000 meals raised for those in need. So Colby, tell, uh, tell our listeners here, anyone who might not know or anyone who's still interested in supporting the cause uh what feeding america does and what we're doing to help solve food insecurity in america well ty feeding america is a fantastic organization that turns every dollar raised into 10 delicious nutritious meals from those facing food insecurity how many people could possibly be facing food insecurity in the united states about one in ten three thirty four million people uh, suffer from food insecurity every single day in this country, including 9 million children. If you guys want to donate to help provide meals for those who need them the most, go ahead and scan the QR code on the screen right now. Or if you're just listening, the link to our donation page will be in the description of whatever platform you're listening on right now. Uh, as Ty mentioned, I think we're, we're over 15,000 as we're recording this. Uh, we'll see where we're at, but the fundraiser officially ends on Monday or Sunday at, at midnight. So, um, you know, this is kind of the last weekend. We'll see how high we can push this thing. Our original goal was $500. You guys have already, I mean, you surpassed that on day one. Uh, and, and now obviously we've, we pushed past even our wildest goal of, of $10,000 raise, which is why that guy over there is going to get a tattoo, which, uh, we will keep you guys in the loop on, uh, you know, he's already made some, some contacts and whatnot. And, yeah. uh, we'll keep you guys, in the loop on that yeah, can process. I can I just make a note on that? So sure. I, I've emailed a tattoo artist, uh, someone mm -hmm. that I've been keeping an eye on for a couple of years. I really uh, have appreciated their work. I've been following them on Instagram for a while. They are very popular though, uh, which means that they're 
pretty booked. So it might be like a month or so before I'm actually able to get in there and see her. So fuck, just fuck. letting you know. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it as soon it, as I possibly I, I, can okay. get in there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll keep you updated on that guys. But again, yeah. so if you want to donate, you know, and you haven't yet, uh, you know, scan the QR code, click the link in the description. If you have donated, also remember that Ty and I are donating 10 cents for every new subscriber that we get uh, during our fundraiser here. We're around 500 new subs uh, since we started this. So that right there is 500 meals uh, just from clicking a button. So thank you so much for all of that. And if you've already done all that, share share the video, share the link uh, with your friends, your family, coworkers, put it on your social media, anything helps. Um, and while you're at it, maybe if you've already donated, go ask your employer if they will match your donation. Apparently a lot of companies will do that. So it's mm-hmm. been a great, uh, great fun, uh, exciting, uh, journey so far and, and we look forward to doing more fundraiser type of things it, later uh, in the future um, but for now we got a weekend left so let's finish strong and, and let's uh, raise even more uh, raise even more money and, and give the hungry even more meals uh, it's truly incredible what this community has done uh, yeah. over the last month yeah and this is the last episode we're doing this spiel next episode on Monday we'll tell you what the final tally was after our own personal donations from the subscriber count and all that so yeah. Uh, we'll go over that, but that's uh, that's going to be a wrap pretty much on this fundraiser. And thank you guys a ton from the bottom of our hearts for the amazing response to this. This has been truly incredible. And like Colby said, we are planning on doing more stuff like this in the near future to help folks in need. Because that was, you know, when you and I first started really podcasting together like this, like we are now, that was one of our main goals was to start doing stuff like this. Uh, and so we want to get back to that because we kind of got away from it for a little while. All right. So let's talk about, you know, trades because that's ultimately, I mean, that's where we're heading with this at the end of the day, the Mariners are going to have to go out and add a starter that is look uh, pretty close to what Robbie Ray was, if not equal, if not potentially better, because what's the point in acquiring someone like, all right, the name that I've seen a lot on Twitter, Brad Keller. What's the point in acquiring him when you can pretty yeah. much get equal value out of the guys that you already have in the organization and you don't have to yeah. give up anything for that? So you have Brad Keller at home and his name is Taylor Dollard. Like, yeah, you don't need a number five starter. Yeah, that's not what you're replacing. You need at least a mid rotation, um, at the very least, a strong number four. Uh, yeah. but I think you're, you're aiming for a number three, probably not quite as, as lofty as Luis Castillo, but certainly more than Tyler Anderson. Agreed. So the thing though, the, the issue with that is, is timing, right? We, we've yep. said it, no one's going to be open to trading. Even the A's who are a complete dumpster fire right now, not like they have anything to offer you anyway, but they're not even you know likely to trade anyone from their major league roster right now. So, and that's, and that's the other issue, right? Any, any of these teams that are going to be close or that are, teetering on being eliminated already basically waving the white flag already they don't they're so bad that they don't have anything that's worth trading for really at least on the starting pitching front the one team that i look at is the chicago white Sox, and we'll talk about them in a bit because we've talked about them on our patreon but to you let me just ask you this first to you what is the earliest what is feasibly the earliest we could see the mariners swing a deal Swing a, a legitimate, significant deal for a starting pitcher. The absolute earliest, probably after Memorial Day weekend. So 
you know, June, uh, early June uh, is probably the earliest. Uh, there's been, you know, a handful of major deals that have gone down in June. So it's certainly not impossible, but I think that's the absolute earliest more than likely because of the demand of pitching uh, every year in the summer, uh, probably closer to the all-star break uh, is, is most realistic. So uh, in terms of just like an, an impactful, like Ty and I are breaking in to do an emergency pod type of acquisition. Yeah. Although right now we might do that anyways, but uh, I, I would say the absolute earliest is, is, somewhere early in June. So you have at least a month yeah. uh, before you can really do any, before teams will even entertain selling. The Mariners acquired Carlos Santana in June. They acquired Denard Span and, and Alex Colomay at the end of May. That's yeah. about the earliest that you could expect. And that was a very rare deal. You never see trades like that. Was that was a salary dump, that, yeah. That early, um, which is wild to do in the middle of the season, mid-season salary dump, like May, like, all right. Trade deadline salary dump, sure, but like end of May salary dump is wild. That is wild stuff. The razor worked out pretty well. Crazy. Uh, uh, that worked teams. out. That worked out really well for the uh, for the Mariners in particular. Yep. Denard Span, one of the most underrated Mariners of the last decade. Awesome, love him. He's here for like ninety games, but sure, he was fun. He was fun, man. He's a good he was, player. Yeah, good he player. was really fun. He was, he was a good player. Uh, Alex Colomay, obviously, uh, really solid as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so. The White Sox really are the team that that I look at right now because as we're recording this, they're what seven and eighteen, I believe. They're really yeah. skidding. Um, their roster just makes no sense from the you know just the way that it's constructed. It sucks. A lot of their, especially from an uh, offensive perspective or from a position player perspective, rather, a lot of these guys are just first base DH types. It's very Jack Sorensic esque. Yeah. 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 Somehow less athletic though somehow like that's quite a feat to accomplish by the way yeah Yeah. we're talking about on a on a nightly basis there's probably four or five first base slash dh type uh only types in in the everyday lineup for the uh for the white Sox. so yeah not a lot of athleticism the pitching is is certainly not what it was a few years ago and yeah it's not a good team all right, so let's talk about some potential targets on the Chicago White Sox in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and playable offline or you can play on the go as you want and when you want it's basically the jerry depoto simulator so instead of saying chills depoto did it again you can now say chills i did it again download it now and locked on mariners listeners get a free or 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out to download the game just visit probaseballgm.com scan the code or look it up on the app stores that's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today and you're listening to the lockdown mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen and a reminder for you guys that uh, might not be able to watch tonight's game between the mariners and blue jays you can catch it on the mariners hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app so check that out all right so 
I mentioned Jerry DePoto. I mentioned Chills. He did it again. He's going to have to do it again this summer at some point to address the starting rotation. And I think one way that he can do that is with the Chicago White Sox. I think they make for a pretty good trade partner. So let's dive into some potential targets on this team because there's quite a lot of them, not just within the starting rotation, but that's where we'll mostly focus here. So what do the White Sox have, Colby, that the Mariners could potentially want? Yeah, uh, two names really stand out in terms of starting pitchers, uh, Lance Lynn uh, and Lucas Giolito. Uh, Giolito's probably going to be, maybe not. <laughs> I, I don't think either one of them is going to be incredibly difficult to obtain. Giolito is a rental, uh, and he's he's been okay this year. Not great, not back to Cy Young contender selves, but He's been pretty good this year, and he certainly carries the upside of the mid-rotation guy that you're looking for. Lynn has been struggling a bit. He was uh, hurt last year and wasn't wasn't great. So Lynn and, and Giolito, they're both kind of that mid-rotation guy. Both have upside. Uh, both are uh, potential long-term fits, but probably just rentals. Um, and both are going to be reasonably priced, assuming the White Sox aren't the dumbest team in major league baseball, which, eh. so we'll see. Uh, but I think those are the two guys like Dylan Cease isn't getting traded. Like don't even bother, uh, reading any articles or, or listening to any podcast that tells you Dylan Cease is available. Like just stop. That's not going to happen. We can't hear you, Ty. So, <laughs> so anyways, yes. Uh, I think those are the two guys. Um, you know, there's a lot of bullpen guys here on this team that work too, but I think, you know, honestly, it's Giolito and it's Lance Lynn and, and kind of everybody else. Ty, you back? Nope, you are not. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Oh, there, uh, 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 there you are. Oh, are we, am I here? Nope. Yep. Yep. Here. Am I here? I'm go. here. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, See, we're too late. Technical issues. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. leaving that in. Yeah. yeah. Are we, dro- are we doing a live? Like, are we dropping this like a premiere or whatever? tomorrow morning and he's gone again so this is fantastic <laughs> and now he's back so am i this back is just great yeah this is just great podcast this is amazing podcasting we're professionals folks it we is. are professionals okay so the interesting thing on lance lynn if you can still hear me you can still hear me right mm-hmm. yeah the interesting thing on lance lynn is that he carries an 18 million club option for 2024 which is appealing to me if he gets back on track but again you also really don't have much to lose here let me see what the buyout is real quick on that uh if you don't want to pick it up if you don't want to pay the 18 million dollars it's one million dollars so a million dollars to tell him to go away if he doesn't pan out great and for 18 million dollars if he gets back on track that's a steal for lance lens so i'm super on board with the lynn idea more so than the Giolito even though it's probably going to be more expensive for Len just because of the track record um, and the fact that he does have an extra year of club control, technically. Because, I mean, Giolito right now, you're going to get him for three to four months. He's going to hit free agency, and he's really struggled as of late. Yeah, he's kind of been a, he's been a bit better this year, but I would, personally, I would bank on Len bouncing back and being closer to what you really need out of this rotation than Giolito. Would you rather trade Brian Wu for Lance Lynn? Right. Or 
Taylor Trammell for Lucas Giolito. And he's gone. So <laughs> you keep working on that, Ty. Uh, yeah, so we're probably going to have to wrap soon. Uh, one other name I'll throw out there. I know we're talking about the White Sox, but since I need to vamp, since Ty is, can't figure his stuff out, uh, it's a name that Ty and I both liked quite a bit uh, last offseason. There you go. How about uh, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Detroit Tigers? Ooh. Now, that is a much longer-term uh, commitment. Uh, I don't think there's an opt-out in that deal, so it's going to be four or five years, but I think that's a guy who makes a lot of sense. He made sense a few mm-hmm. years ago, and they ended up signing Robbie Ray instead, which I would say worked out. But Rodriguez right. is an interesting guy. Detroit is an absolute dumpster fire as well. Uh, they might be looking to, to you know skim a little bit of money off of their payroll. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be options. There are going to be... Mm-hmm. You know, number threes out there. Maybe Kyle Gibson, if 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 like Baltimore starts to slide or, or something like right. that, and uh, Jack Flaherty possibly if, if the Cardinals continue to slump. So there's mm-hmm. going to be Alex Wood. There's going to be op- options out there that we just don't anticipate right now because teams are going to slide back. Alex Cobb uh, is another one yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So teams are going to you know pitchers will emerge. Uh, teams that are hot right now they'll slide back, and we'll have a better idea of who's actually going to be available around mid June, but. Yeah. Uh, in terms of who's likely to be available, I think the White Sox are a really good fit, not just for the starting pitcher, but specifically for this episode. I, I think Giolito and Lynn make a lot of sense. Um, well, and also the White Sox might be your best opportunity to hit that window of trading sometime earlier. in late May or yeah. early June, you know, because they are 7 and 18 right now. And there's a lot of pressure from that fan base uh, right now yeah. as well. So if it's not working out, they need to do something. They need to pivot in some sort of way. And I think that starts with selling off some of the guys that are about to hit free agency or just don't fit the long-term plan there in Chicago. Right. And honestly, I think the Mariner, like what the Mariners have to offer, they they have pitching to offer, which I think the White Sox will be interested in, but the White Sox need athleticism. They need athletes. Uh, And I think, I think, you know, in particular, probably not as, maybe not as a primary piece, maybe a secondary piece. I think somebody like Cade Marlowe would make a tremendous amount of sense uh, for the White Sox just because they need athleticism, they need upside, and they probably aren't looking for guys who are three or four years away. Uh, so we'll see how Marlowe looks uh, for the rest right. of the year, and, and obviously we'll see how Giolito and, and Lynn really you know pitch for, for the next few weeks here. But I think you know something in the neighborhood of for Lynn, I think maybe Wu and Marlowe is a pretty good start uh and you just kind of go for there but i think those are i think the white Sox are if you're looking for a team that has the pitching you want or in theory has the pitching you want and might actually be willing to trade you know by the end of next month or or you know the middle of june i think right. it's the white Sox, right and you might be able to add on someone like joe kelly or kendall graveman or right. whatever on top of that to address your bullpen as well. or yohan makata um, you know, Tim and make Anderson. a bigger deal. Yeah, make a bigger deal out of out of that right. as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities there with the White Sox. Um, I, I mm-hmm. I'd be pretty surprised if the Mariners didn't end up making a trade with them at some point before the deadline. Um, yeah, because it just it makes so much sense on paper. Mm-hmm. They have some some good, uh, you know, DH slash bench bats too. We talk about it's Jake like Berger. the it's like the Reds the last year or so yeah, where it's just, just like it just really feels well. inevitable that these two teams are going to come together right. and sure enough the Mariners and Reds made like a billion trades together yeah. over the last you know twelve months right so. the timelines match up the you know the the 
excess of what you have and versus what you need match up pretty well. And yeah, the White Sox, aside from Giolito and, and Lynn, they're Jake Berger is going to be kind of interesting. Gavin Sheets would be interesting. I've, Eloy Jimenez would be interesting. Maybe we'll see. Uh, in an, uh, pretty much most of that bullpen, if not all of that bullpen, the couple of starters, uh, Yasmani Grandal, Tim Anderson, Yon Mankata. Like, there's a lot of players that match up with the White Sox, and so I, for one, would not be shocked as <laughs> I try to do something here. I, for one, would not be shocked if uh, the Mariners do swing a multi multiple player deal. Uh, with with the the whites between the White Sox and the Mariners, so mm-hmm. we'll see. A lot can happen. For all we know, the White Sox are about to go on a fourteen game win streak. Yeah. For all, all right. we know, the Mariners aren't going to even be buyers in July. That's true. Seems unlikely, it's but it's possible. So we'll have to wait true. and see where we're at. But I think if you're looking for which team is going to have the means and the opportunity to sell in, you know, late May, early June. I think it's the White Sox right now are the most likely. All right. Let me uh, try to do this outro before my mic uh, disconnects again. It uh, It's it's reading it on GarageBand, but not on Restream for some reason. I don't know why. So it's, it's a Restream thing. Blame Restream. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. I've been your host, Teddy Gonzalez, joined as always by Colby Patnode. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and my co-host Colby over at CPAT11 at C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Lockdown Mariners. That's one word, Lockdown Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. And with that, have yourself a beautiful Beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend. And we'll see you next week. Peace.